Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our Extra Strength Gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, 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 cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy 2-22-22 Tuesday to you. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Feels weird saying any number but two today. February 22nd, 2022. Two times Tuesday. A lot of twos on a Tuesday. Remember that commercial? Yeah, I do. Woohoo! I do. How are you, Roush? Uh, I'm okay. A little, little tired. Throat still. Uh-oh, are, you, si- are you sick? No, I did just... I think to get rid of the screaming kind of hoarseness, you need to sleep. Didn't get much of that. So just powering through. Mm. Caffeine's a hell of a drug. Well, hang in there, buddy. Hey, 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 I'm I'll be ready to roll. We got plenty to discuss today. Did watch some hoops last night. Watched a couple of sad displays of hoops, actually. Oh. Yeah, teams just don't like to win. I mean, Kentucky likes to win, but other teams, they they want to try to win for 39 minutes and then just give the game away. Who are you referring to? Justin, do you know who I'm referring to? Uh so I didn't watch the game, but I can assume you're talking about my Hoosiers. Oh, you, you saved yourself some pain, brother. That's what I hear, yeah. I think they were up four with a minute to go. Oh, my God, really? It was definitely up four with, like, three possessions oh, in the game on, left. Hold on, What is Scoots doing not watching? So, I, we, me and a couple of my friends went out to a restaurant last night, had all-you-can-eat crab, and I got a little too inebriated. So, by the time, by time I was home, I was not ready to watch basketball. I crawled straight in bed. So, you... <laughs> 
You got too you got, drunk to watch basketball? You got, you got too drunk at all you can eat crab to watch basketball. It was also, a, getting too drunk at all you cre- can eat crab sounds <laughs> miserable. That's like, great. But you just like keep like all the the butter and so I don't use a whole lot of butter with my crab. But still though, like <laughs> just a little bit it, of butter. I mean, guys that guys that wasn't my intention. It just kind of happened. Just in between dipping just handfuls of crab and butter so and we mixing got, it with a beer. I'm kind of with the well, Roush on the this beers one. Are back not that I, not that I'm also not with you, Justin. Not that I wouldn't do it myself either, but I am saying it, it's a guy. It doesn't it's a weird sound combo. like, do you want to go get blackout drunk and then just eat all the crab we can eat? Hell yeah, those things go together <laughs> like spaghetti and meatballs. So typically when I'm at this place, I drink old fashions. Last night, we were drinking wine, which... I am, oh, yeah, wine drunk okay. is just different drunk. I, I didn't. You're not used to that. Exactly. It sinks up on you. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Okay, that's much funnier. Because so. <laughs> I can see Justin just like standing up to go to the bathroom and almost like falling down. <laughs> I can just see. <laughs> is that how we got the scooter incident? Perhaps. <laughs> oh, Although man. that night wasn't one. Well. Uh, so you just say so you just, you're too drunk to watch Indiana. <laughs> Well, I so think... I was listening. I heard a little bit of it on my way home, um, and I just – I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just – I needed to go straight to bed. I did what I had to do, guys. I did uh, what I had to do. You know, you, you, I, I would think that being, like, su- stupid drunk is probably a good way to watch Indiana basketball. Oh, trust me. It is. That's the only way I could watch it. Because, yeah, it was a, it was a four-point game with, like, a minute – Minute twenty to go, something like that. That makes me. And sick. then they gave up a wide open dunk to tie the game, and then got a shot blocked at like five seconds ago. It was bad. I did just one of my little favorites, money line, blah blah blah, and uh, had Ohio State. So I was, Ooh. and I had Syracuse, and I had Baylor. I had three games that all luckily went in my favor. Last did you have night. North Carolina? I did. As a matter that of was, fact, um, that, that was that was in jeopardy for a while. Yeah, I wasn't. Too worried about that. That was actually the only bets I lost yesterday was put $25 on North Carolina to win 10 to 15 or 11 to 15. No, 10 to 14, whatever it was. And then I put 25 bucks on them to win 15 to 20. So basically I had UNC 10 to 20 at various odds. Uh, didn't hit it. Didn't didn't win that one. Uh, oh, was actually going to go huge on UNC until a buddy of mine that I trust their gambling Insight texted me and he was like, "Weirdly enough, feel really confident about U of L plus nine and a half." And I, it wasn't enough to convince me to bet U of L. I don't think there would have been anything that could have convinced me to bet U of L last night. But I didn't bet as much, so I'm happy and thankful for that. But yes, U of L, they fought hard, Roush, but they came up just short. Yeah, they. Uh, they're they, gonna they're gonna have to just win the ACC tournament to get in. I'm thinking. I, I don't. I think they're they may have done too much damage. You know, you might be onto something there, too. Yeah, I think they're too far off the wrong side of the bubble. Where they're, they're, they, it's in their best interest to maybe just go ahead and win the ACC tournament. I, I think you might be right. Um, I think that would require, like, I don't know, a decent guard to do that. Um, and also, like, poor Malik Williams. I mean, if I was a Louisville fan, he would be the most infuriating player to ever. Like, they had they were down four. I mean, it was still... They were probably going to lose, but it was a four-point game on a pick-and-roll, and he just went up for a layup and just lost the ball. Mm. Had two hands on the ball, and it just went flying over his head. That guy, whew. Yeah, he's not very good. No. And I kind of get like having to play him just because he is one of the few players that can hit a, hit a contested shot. 
Um, but I think at one point in the stat line, like midway through the second half, he had taken seven threes. Just what you're looking for out of your 6'11 center. Uh, one friend said, uh, I could retire early if I had a dollar for every time I got mad at Malik for trying to be a guard. Because that's what he does. He likes to be a guard. Mm-hmm. They're just not not very good. <sighs> not very good at all. Well, some people would say that maybe your predictions or sources aren't very good, Roush. <sighs> Because in classic Kentucky roll call fashion yesterday. Classic KRC curse. Classic KRC curse. We've been talking about it for decades. We get off the air. Liam Cohen to the Rams. Within uh, within the hour, I think it was 948 when Albert Breer's report came out. And then it was about 15 minutes later, Bruce, Bruce Feldman said, well, he's got a job offer, but there's no deal in place. And then the rest of the day, Crickets. Okay, so when is this going to go? Oh, nothing's happening. It was a weird day. It well, was then, a weird day. Well, then what's what's happening here? And then you do some digging. You're like, oh, so there was no deal in place because the Rams were trying not to pay him any money to go live in Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure that's an expensive place to live. Cost of living. Yes, it, it's pricey out there. I've been a lot there. of the California state tax. Now, I think ultimately. I mean, while all this stuff is just not breaking, Rappaport and all these other they, – they just keep reporting about Rams hiring guys. Yeah. Hiring We're hiring LSU's guy, offensive guy. coordinator. This, yeah. We're getting the old Raiders play caller. It's like Sean McVay was like, okay, I have all of these candidates. How about instead of picking just one, I'm going to hire them all. And that's kind of what he did. And I think that's why initially the Rams were trying to get Liam Cohen on the cheap. But – Ultimately, came back and we're like, okay, okay, well, we'll we'll get you paid. We'll get you paid. Uh, no deal is yet finalized yet, from my understanding, but they expect it to be in UK's. Moving on, ready to uh, look for a new offense coordinator. So it's over. Yeah, yeah, but there there was like oh. a few. There was that back and forth around two o'clock. People were like, Roush, don't get our hopes up. It's like, hey, just telling you. Liam Cohen was going to be making more at Kentucky than the initial offer the Rams gave him, which is just bonkers to think of that. Just to say it out loud, Kentucky football coach makes more than Super Bowl defending. So what happened? The Rams come back and pony up or ultimately? Because there was a couple different reporters just being like, this isn't really so much a money thing for Cohen. It's just this is you're getting the fast pass to – major football success by being the OC at the Rams under McVay. So it wasn't really even a money thing. It was just like, I can't pass this up because look at the opportunities I'm going to have probably in the very near immediate future. And and I think the Rams knew that, and so they were going to try to get him on the cheap. He was like, listen, I'm not going to take a a pay cut. Like, come on. you know. So you had to do the negotiating. Um, His agent did a good job going through Feldman. and kind of negotiating publicly out there, like, <laughs> we're not agreeing to this just yet. Um, but ultimately, um, I, 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 yes, uh, from my understanding, they, they did pony up um, second time around. So now, There's a part of me hoping we were going to come into today's show and you were just saying, he's not going anywhere, folks. He's staying. Not to be, though. No. Remind no. me of his position before he came to Kentucky. He was assistant receivers coach and then assistant okay. quarterbacks coach. Um, which gets us to a very fun game we're playing now because 
I think the general sentiment is that Stoops would like to keep this, the same concepts uh, in place, where you're not completely having to reinvent the wheel when you're installing this offense here in a couple of weeks. That for the most part, new guy comes in, you just got to learn the way he says things instead of, you know, we're calling this formation uh, twins right, it's doubles right. You know, I just, that's a very dumb way, but. We're going by colors instead of apples or fruits, you know, like they're just different terminology. Hopefully they can keep it in the same tree. And so everybody who's anybody that really wants to dig in is combing through coaching rosters of folks in the McVay tree. So whether it's the Bengals, the Packers, the Rams, or Shanahan with the 49ers, folks are looking for those assistant, um, those like a assistant receiver coaches or those assistant because that, that's where it's going to be. You're not going to be able to pull an offensive coordinator down. Um, like I saw some people getting really excited for a Vrabel that's with the Packers. It's like this guy's been in the NFL for ten years. He's not. He's not just getting the cup of coffee or cup of coffee, <laughs> cup of coffee, and going back to college. Like he's an NFL coach now. He's going to stay in the NFL, and that's another thing that makes. Pulling from the NFL difficult is that some people just like that gig. Yeah, some people don't love recruiting. Maybe somebody could in the NFL could see, though, that like, hey, you want to be an NFL coach, you don't have to always be in the NFL. Look at Cohen, for example. You know, yeah. Go have a good season and mm-hmm. then sniff around NFL jobs again and see if, there's, if you can kind of elevate your status there just exactly like Cohen did. And I do like that no Kentucky fans are really blaming Cohen. The timing of all this is terrible. Uh, I feel like as a fan base, there's there's been some growth and there's been some maturity. But uh, And I think it's just because, one, they appreciate that just in one year the offense improved almost – Unbelievable! I don't think anybody thought the offense could be as good or at least as efficient and fun to watch as it was from one year to the next. I certainly didn't. So, uh, yes, I'm not going to be mad at Cohen for helping fix that. And then, too, it's just a, it's such a big opportunity. It, it wasn't being the OC at Miami. You yeah, know, it yeah. wasn't going to another college job. Um, this is a job that, like, I think I think people could step back and say, oh, like, if I was in his shoes and I had a job offer like this, I would have to take it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but it does, it does stay, you know, you, you just want some continuity on the offense. So this, it, it does and you, stink. And you thought you were getting ideal. it, too. You made yeah. it all the way to now. Well, almost March. Yeah. Hey, this is uh, the last Tuesday show in February. Woohoo! Wow. Combine's next week. Which reminds me, we're going to be doing some don't uh, care about the combine. shows remotely because I'll be at the combine. Yeah. I just, I know you do. And I know you got plenty well, of people that read your stuff that do. I just, people are going to get drafted where they get drafted. Is that an indie again? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more fun to go to teach because you can like actually so. see the guys. Yeah. Like, I, I, part of my anti Kyler Murray hate is just like seeing him in person and being like, oh, I would totally shove that loser in a locker. Like, what a tiny little dweeb. They banned the bubble. They they popped the bubble on the combat. Bubble burst. Yeah. Which, that, how stupid of a concept was that? What were they? What was the? What why, were they why? thinking? Yeah, like what? Is it, there a bubble during the NFL season? No. Like, it's so stupid. Is there a bubble really anywhere? No. No. It's really dumb. But um, back to Cohen, offensive coordinator. Uh, one of the names that kind of fit that mold initially was Zach Robinson, 
But he was one of the guys that McVeigh was like, nope, I'm keeping you. Giving you a new job title and you're sticking around. So he appears to be off the board. Um, I know there's a Bengals wide receivers coach that Wondell Robinson was like, I would like this. And it's like, well, that's because you know him. He coached you at Nebraska. Right, you'll, we'll <laughs> hire this guy if you come back. <laughs> <laughs> Deal's a deal. Don't don't think that's going to be the case. Um, yeah, so I, and I, I don't know if that – the one name that I probably like the most is Spencer Whipple. Um, it's a weird way to say Dan Mullen, but go on. I'm listening. So his dad, Mark Whipple, made Kenny Pickett a first-round pick. Uh, he was at Pitt for the last few years and really helped develop him into a star, going from – kind of a ho-hum nobody, and and really taking that next step over the last two years of his career. And you can kind of see conceptually with the things they do and just the skill set they have, you could see a similar trajectory for Will Levis in his senior season at Kentucky. Well, Mark decides, all right, actually, screw you, Pitt. I'm going to go get paid a bunch of money to try to save Scott Frost's ass out at Nebraska. Um, and... Meanwhile, his son, his son has been through the college ranks. He spent the last three years uh, shoving that dweeb Kyler Murray into lockers out of the Arizona Cardinals. Cliffs Kingsbury, you know, that's kind of a fun NFL passing offense. They don't adjust very well halfway through the year. They end seasons with a whimper. But that that one does seem to fit the kind of mold of quarterback development, college pro experience. I could see that being a nice uh, – a nice fit there at the University of Kentucky. That seems risky, Spencer Whipple. Does it? Totally. Yeah. I mean, the the his highest position at any level was passing game coordinator at yeah. UMass. Yes, and that's like so I think the thought would be is if you could get Whipple, he worked with Woodward there. Uh-huh. So you have like some similarity in passing game coordinator. I don't know what they actually like. Are they the receivers? I don't know. That feels like they they throw that bone to folks to kind of elevate their status, but I don't know what it technically means because it's not offensive coordinator. It's like a notch down from offensive coordinator. Okay. So I don't know. I guess that's quarterback. Seems like you yeah. just be trying to catch fire, lightning in a bottle twice. With like, True. hey, here's somebody you haven't really heard of before, but we feel like it's going to work again, which maybe you owe Mark Stoops the benefit of the doubt. He's done a good job for the most part with hires, uh, offensive coordinators at the end of the day. I wish we weren't having this conversation again, but Neil Brown, kind of tough to say. I mean, that, I think you have to consider that a successful hire because it's what fans wanted. And while you didn't have unbelievable results, the talent was so bad. So that you, you you check a box for that one. That was a good hire. Then Shannon Dawson, that was not a good hire. We disagree on if Eddie Grand was a successful hire or not. Uh, but however you want to count them. That was funny, the semantics we got into that argument. Like, well, you yeah. wanted to keep Eddie Graham, and I was like, no, get rid of him, but he's a successful hire. Such a weird. Yeah, we argument. were kind of just like spinning around. We were. I wanted him to stay just because all the experience returning. I don't want to mix everything up and have to start something new. 
And you said, no, it's the time to start something new, but he was successful. And I was like, well, if you fire him, you can't consider him a success. Yeah, that was, that was kind of an annoying conversation for, what, for, for, <laughs> for all that. But it was a good time. Uh, point is, I don't love that we're having to do it all again. Now, right, right. it's better than Kentucky last year going 4-8 and eight with a terrible offense, and you're doing it all again because it didn't work. Um, it did work. So you, you should have some faith or some belief that whoever Stoops hires, even if it's a name that I'm not overly familiar with, uh, you got to wait and see, I suppose. The timing of all this is not ideal. I do feel like if this hire ends up not working out, and let's hope that's not the case because this is a big season on the horizon for UK football, I do feel like Stoops could kind of come back and be like, well, it was nearly March when I had to make this hire, blah, blah, blah. And maybe there's some truth to that. But I still think you got to make Dan Mullen say no. And I don't know, Roush, if you've talked to somebody or any of your sources and they just laughed at you for even suggesting it. I I know it's far-fetched. I know it's very, very unlikely to happen. But this is a guy that was one of the best coordinators in college football when he was one. He brought Mississippi State to number one in the country. And he had quite literally just one bad season at Florida before he was let go. If he had any interest in just doing a gap year as an OC before taking another head coaching job somewhere, if he saw the possibility of being able to coach Will Levis, and hey, I see a little bit of Dak Prescott in this guy. There, I, I see some things that I that have worked with some other quarterbacks that I've coached. You gotta. I say you take the chance. I say you you make the call. You see if there's any interest there. This isn't a long-term fix, Roush, but then again, it's already almost March. Spring practice, I think, starts March 1st, a week from today. I could be wrong about that, but it's soon. I know that much. Why not just bring him in? Expectations are kind of low with it, with it being this late in the game. Nobody's expecting him to be a lifer. Make $1.5 million or $1.2 million or however much Kentucky can pay him. And uh, let's see if this year can cannot skip a beat, ideally. I love that everybody's pushback is that, no, he's a jerk. It's that like, seems to be the only pushback. But it's like... And that the many, players will be getting too many kissies. How many coaches do you know out there that, like... like even the ones you think are nice, they're probably jerks. I mean, Dan Mullen, let's not defend. He seems like a jerk. Seems kind of like a goober. Oh, no. He, 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 but he's a good coach. Yeah. Who cares about goobers? He's most certainly a goober. Um, I think uh, I, I, I knew that Kyle Tucker, after his bout with him, like he's not going to forget that, that grudge from SEC media days in like 2016, uh, back whenever there was like the Jeffrey Simmons thing, and Dan just wanted to talk about his shoes. So, um, knew he would not be on board with that suggestion. Uh, I just think that, like, to say Stoops has built a culture, you don't need to bring that in. It's like, well, but that's the point. It's like one man cannot wreck a culture, right? I would think that it's strong enough to withstand that. Like, would Dan rub some folks the wrong way because he is a goober? Yeah. But – Eric Wolford rubbed some people the wrong way, and they were finalists for the damn Joe Moore Award. Like, uh, that, it, it worked. It worked out pretty well. Did he leave on bad terms? Sure. 
And if Kentucky wins 10 games and Dan Mullen's a jerk to people and then Freddie can write a column after he leaves, uh, fine. Yeah, uh, cool. Check, check, Beat check. Florida, yeah. He won't be uh. a jerk to me. I'm not around the program, <laughs> but I am around enough when you know they're playing on Saturday, so if it helps uh, my Saturday experience, I'm all for it. I don't think he'd say yes. I, I, I think we've probably wasted more time than we should on something that most likely is not going to happen. I think we're better off talking about Spencer Whipples. Hey, but another um... – Former Mississippi State head coach was a candidate last time around. Joe Moorhead. He was. Yeah. He was. So I, I, I at least think you got to make the call if you're Stoops. You have a ton of money to play around with. You've got a really exciting offense that I think should should peak interest across college football coaching circles, whether people are in coaching or currently out of coaching. I would just be my first call. I'd call him. I'd say, Dan, you see this stuff at Alabama all the time. We see it really throughout the SEC where, I wouldn't use this word, but failed head coaches, because I don't think he is really a failed head coach, and I think Florida made a little bit of a mistake getting rid of him, but neither here nor there. Um, I'd say, hey, why don't we team up for a year? We've got all the pieces. It's going to be really exciting. It'd help your resume. We're not expecting you to be here all that long. Come in, get out. We'll see you later. I'd do that. And then if he says no, if he laughs at you, who cares? You go on, you go down the list to to some other options. So you all, the thing with Mullen is, excuse me, you all would rather have him because of his experience, but then that kind of gets you stuck in the cycle of having to hire a new OC every year. Whereas, and this may be ignorant on my part, my team went two and ten last season. Let's not forget that. But I I would most more likely want the younger guy who's got a chance to grow with this team and, and keep the things that Stoops instilled in this program and, and build them stronger so as opposed to the revolving door of ocs coming in and out every year. the um the one good thing about a revolving door of ocs is you want it to be a revolving door because they're so good that other people want to hire them kentucky had like the one thing that is nice is that stoops has got a nice he's in a nice spot where I don't even like. I don't know what his. He's so good that he's going to hire like because I, I think he's surpassed expectations, and he's reached a time limit where he he's not going to do so well that they're trying to hire him away. His name comes up on list, but there I, I feel like there hasn't been a real serious push anywhere. It's different with coordinators; they'll certainly go elsewhere. And just in the last year, you've lost a guy to become a head coach at Troy. You've lost a guy to Michigan. To be, I think he's like some sort of one of those passing coordinators or something in clean scale. And then you've lost um, a coach to the Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Like when you do well, you're going to lose guys. So I, I, I don't think you can think down the road like defensive passing game coordinator and defensive backs coach. There we go. I knew he was in Clink was gonna have some weird title. But I, I think to the point is Justin, you want to hire the best guy for the job, no matter who it is. And really the I think the biggest detractions from hiring Mullen would be, well, he stylistically it's it isn't exactly what we did last year. It would be Kind of similar to Grand, not way, but it is three distinct offenses in three years. They could be kind of tough for these guys. Do we want to go in that direction? I think that's probably the bigger question, more so. But, like, hell, Mullen changed around enough. Did you see, remember Kyle Trask's numbers from two years ago? I do. Pretty damn good. Yeah. 
and he did have Kyle Pitts and uh, and hell, I already forgot about that. Kadarius Tony and Jacob Copeland. Like he had some dudes to throw to. You know, but Kentucky's got dudes. dudes. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. This so is like, a, it's a good year for uh, UK to be good at offense. So whoever's going to coordinate that, do a good job. What's also a positive with Mullen too? He ain't doing nothing right now. I know. Like. There's so going like, to be a lot of guys. Million to go coach a good offense for a year and then see what's out there. Like one thing that's going to be tough about getting college coaches is spring practice. Like his sat started his yet. He likes to start his way too. Yeah, early. they always start early. I would yeah. almost imagine that if it hasn't already started, it's got to start this week. But like a lot of schools, it's it's right here, and coaches, college coaches, aren't comfortable moving now. NFL, that thing's still shaking out as we, we've witnessed uh, firsthand. But that's a. Uh, it's a big part of why Mullen like should be an, a realistic option because he ain't doing nothing. He's pretty damn good at what he does. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, if, if I told Kentucky fans this two two years ago, they'd be like, "We can have Dan Mullen call him play instead of Eddie Graham." Yeah, you have, Half the fan base would be like, "Yes." The conversation would be like, "Wait, Stoops left, and we were able to get Dan Mullen as head coach." Like, what? No, no, no. We're talking about coordinators. Yeah. Like, and for a year, where Kentucky's going to be ranked in the top twenty-five with a, a legitimate top twenty offense. Like, yeah, we could get him. We it could happen. That'd be the first call. I wouldn't go, uh, Justin. I get what you're saying, and there's truth to like. Hey, you could find a good that they thought they had that with Cohen, somebody mm-hmm. that is an up and comer, going to be there a few years. But if things go right, yeah, you probably aren't going to have them for a decade. But you got a few years here, and it's going to be fun, and it's going to be different, and and you'll learn. That's if they do that, that's cool. But with it being so late in the game, I'm all right with just a band aid on this thing, and and maybe maybe it ends up being something better than that. We need to go to a break. We'll come back. We'll talk football. We'll talk basketball. We'll talk about whatever the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty wants us to talk about. But one thing we can agree: nobody's going to blame Cohen. Nobody's faulting him for this. We're all happy for him. Thankful for the year he had in Lexington. It was a lot of fun. I think he he should give KRC John Summerall's house he just bought. We do Please, some remotes there. We could it could just be the Lexington headquarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wednesday night game, nine o'clock. It's a late one. Boom! We just go stay at Summerall's place. I'm down. It, well, now Cohen Summerall Cohen KRC some cone some cone it's like some cone compound. Why not? Cohen, what are you going to do with it? You don't need an extra man. That would be six hundred thousand dollars. I don't know how much the house. You got to sit on that for at least a year or two, right? Or else you're paying. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, there it? are some weird things about that. I, I forget the exact rules. It's not uh, I think capital you... gains, but like if you don't sell within it, or if you don't sit on it for at least a year, you... there's ways around that stuff where he, I'm, I wouldn't worry about it too much for him. But yeah, avoid that stuff and just give it to us. Easy. You can gift it. It'll be a charity write-off. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Bob, 
Barbaric. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. It's nasty out, rainy, gross, stormy. Give yourself some extra time getting into the office today. And maybe just make a little pit stop and pop by Thornton's. Go in, see their breakfast options, fill up for gas. You don't want to do it later. After work, you just want to dart right home. So go ahead, pop by Thornton's today. And then while you're there. That's what I did. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You seemed you got here a little early today. Yep. Up and at him. Got here at the same time as me. Wow, that's like twice in the last week. Started yeah. pouring raining as soon as yeah. we <laughs> was sprinkling on our drive in as soon as we get out of our cars. Deluge. It was <laughs> sprinkling on my way in until I got to like seventy one and then started just pouring the rest of the way. Really bad weather. Not ideal. Hey, it's not snow. I'll take it all day. But and, and it's, it's gonna be mid sixties today. Come on. Yeah, it's going to rain all day. Who yeah, cares? but it's, it's, we're getting like inches of rain. Yeah, we're, it's flooding. I don't, I don't care. I mean, you're not walking outside and it's 40 degrees. Uh, there, you're, you won't be, you'll be walking out, you'll be outside today for a total of three minutes combined. Maybe less. <laughs> Why would you care what the weather is? <laughs> just, it, it's just nice. It lets you know that spring's coming. It, it, you get hopeful when you get warm weather in February. What was that? I have no idea. Thunder, maybe? I don't think you could hear it on air. Lightning and very, thunder. Very loud. Might have been thunder. It sounded like a building falling over more <laughs> than anything else. Hey, Kentucky fell two spots to number six in the AP poll, Roush. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, I mean, no reason to get overly worked up. I like that they stayed at three in the coaches' poll. Well, some goober dropped UK seven spots from number three in his poll last week to number 10 this week. How does that happen? You went one and one. You beat a ranked team. You lost to a ranked team. You yeah. played ranked teams. One on the road, one at home, one and one. You hey. drop them seven spots because they lost to Tennessee. Some and- people just can't handle the hot takes. And this guy, if we know anything about AP writers, they have hot takes. They really, they really do. Uh, it doesn't really matter so much, but it is funny. I mean, you have a one and one week against ranked opponents. You drop two spots. That doesn't happen to anybody else in the top ten, but. Neither here nor there. It's funny that AP writers like that's their one area of takes. It's like we're not going to we're not going to give takes in much of what we do. Not a lot of opinions here. I'm sure they probably do, but we just don't see all of them. No, but like I mean, if like Rick Bozich gives takes, he's a take he's a take giver. AP writer though. He's an AP voter. They gave him an AP vote. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Of course. He's had one for a while, hasn't he? Sure. I didn't know they gave columnists. I know like Gary Graves, but I guess John Clay is an AP voter, and he's technically a columnist. He's just not a take guy. Bozich, he takes his food off the grill without putting any seasoning on it. <laughs> Baylor losing would have been good for UK last night. I, I don't I think Kentucky's got a better resume, but whatever. That little selection committee, they disagree. Would have been nice if they had ended up losing. They win in overtime against Oklahoma State. It's all right. Kentucky's got to control what they can control. And, Roush, they may have to be controlling it without their point guards again. Yeah, yeah. We um, got a little update from John Calipari last night on his call-in show. Um, He has seen them. So, (laughs) that's the good news. They are not lost. Severe Wheeler and Ty Ty Washington are not lost. But... Sounds like 
they're not going to play. He said they didn't practice today. They're day-to-day. Will they play? I don't know. They may not. And if they don't, we go next man up. The next segment was whenever he said, well, you know, we're going to be shorthanded, I think. Yeah, that it kind of <laughs> slipped up there. These are day-to-day, so maybe one will come back. But it sounded like he's planning on giving Kellen Grady another go at point guard. Yeah, you had, you had him do the day-to-day thing, which I figured we were going to, to hear. He did provide the – they did not practice today, which was actually a little bit of news. That way, today, when John Calipari speaks with the media – They only drew an Antigua at 11. So, okay. Yeah. Well, even then, they'll be like, yeah, well, they didn't practice Monday. We haven't practiced well, I haven't, today. I haven't seen them so, yet. But if they don't practice today, they won't play tomorrow. That's, that's the recipe for, like – and that's fine. There's probably some truth to the fact that like they are questionable, and it's if they can play, Kentucky will play them. But if they and if they do, then they're not going to let their opponent know about it. They're not going to let give LSU any heads up to that, and that means the fans won't get any heads up to that. And it is what it is. Really, would like one of them back, Roush. And I, I, I see you took it one way. I took it a little bit of another. When he said the shorthanded thing, it was confirmation that I think Kentucky's not going to have at least one of the guys. I did take it, though, as they will have one of them, though. Like, hey, we are going to be shorthanded. Well, I think we'll be shorthanded. Maybe one, maybe two. And he added that caveat. Maybe one, maybe two. I think one of them's going to play tomorrow no mm. inside info no reason really to think just, that uh, just a hunch yeah and uh, I severe think wheeler revenge game you could have wheeler go out there didn't Ty get hurt in that lsu game he too? did both of them did yeah Ty was was it the cramps or was it the ankles or whatever it was i think it was the ankle i, mean, I don't remember yeah yeah I, it was the ankle pretty sure yeah that was the, severe hit the hit his head on the screen. The, the LSU game that was the one Ty Ty like left the screen and like went back in the tunnel yeah, during the play it. and they didn't even talk about it. It was like, oh, did he? Yeah. Like, is he dead? <laughs> and then he came back. Yeah, but he did come back. Yeah, he played thirty three minutes in that yeah. game, but he was not very good. Not very good, Ty Ty Washington. That is not very good. So I'd like to see maybe one of them get back. Cal Perry said this yesterday, and I it was going to be like a take of mine, but it was not not a spicy take by any means or anything like that. This season, we'll remember it for what happens in March. So really, everything that's happened up to this point, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but in terms of how we'll look at this year in five or ten years, the story is unwritten for this group. What we will remember of this regular season, though, Roush, and this story sadly is written, and Calipari basically confirmed it yesterday, we'll remember this year as like, man, they just never were healthy. Yeah. And I hope that's not the 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 lead into, and, and they just, never, they really, yeah, they just never really clicked in March. I had the best player in college basketball. They, they but... had the National Player of the Year. It was a really fun team, but they just couldn't stay healthy. So then in the tournament, it was a little discombobulated. I hope that's not the narrative for this group. It's already the regular season narrative, whether we like it or not. You, you it's there's never been a year that's had so many people hurt. I get that, but you all got to get that out here. Cuz to me, when I think about this team, I don't think about the injuries. If I, when I think back to this season, I'm going to think about how fun this Kentucky team was to watch. And that's that's going to be my mindset moving forward as well. You, you can't think about the injuries. I think we'll say that. I think people will be like, it was a great group. They had the player of the year. It was so much fun. But the injuries, the injuries. Toppin, uh, Washington, Wheeler. 12 games at full strength this year. Yeah, 12 games at full strength. I agree with you, Justin. That's right. I'm not I'm not trying to have like a negative take. 
But it does kind of stink with this group for it being such a fun group. But that is the that is something we'll remember this team as the team that could never, at least up to this point, stay healthy. Well, at this point, well, up until this point, they found a way to make it work. That game against Alabama, nobody thought they were going to win that, especially with two starters being out, and you had Obi Top or Jacob Obi Top, and you had Jacob Toppin questionable as well. And no, nobody thought Kentucky would go in and win that game. Now Jacob ends up playing, but Severe and Ty Ty don't. But in Kentucky rolls them. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. And hopefully the story is, man, they could never stay healthy. But they they Cal kept a couple players out a few games, and then in March they were healthy, and it led to an unbelievable ride. Hopefully that's that's where this goes. But it has been a fun group. Has been a fun season. Uh, record-breaking here and there. Uh, again, Wheeler not playing, that's going to hurt his quest to get to the in the all-time assist rankings, which is a bummer. Uh, but Shibway with the rebounds, obviously, he's in a good spot to win National Player of the Year. Uh, still can't believe that it, that his his uh, numbers, his odds improved, Justin. You, you let all of us know that yesterday. But Roush, it will be a, a year that will be like regular season. People were hurt the whole time. It was it, it was a lot. It was a lot to overcome. But as Justin said, they're doing it. They're doing it. They're going to be playing a desperate LSU team tomorrow night. Who, man, ever since that Kentucky win, I don't have it in front of me, but really been on a skid. Maybe like six or seven losses, something like that. Am I, am I going too far? I know yeah. it was a lot. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Um. I have it pulled up, but it was going a little slow. Crazy, though. They just, I guess that's what happens when you don't have offense and you just play defense. Let's see here. Should be at least a different challenge if both are unable to go on Wednesday night for Grady and Mintz because the last time, like, Kentucky really struggled against that defense without their two primary ball handlers. Yeah, they beat UK and then they beat Tennessee and Florida and then they lost six to seven, but they have won three of their last four. Not against nothing really that jumps out as impressive. As a matter of fact, their most recent game, a loss at South Carolina, is not good. Otherwise, they would have won four straight, which would make you think maybe they're a little hot. But it's a team that they're still in the NCAA tournament. But let's see what our boy Shelby Mass has them. Probably in that like nine seed range, give or take. Let's see. I would think so. Well, I'm not not seeing them on oh, no. Shelby Mass. I don't oh, know no. if he's got it under LSU or Louisiana. Or Louisiana. Yeah. I could see him being a big Louisiana State kind of guy. Does he just not have LSU? Any- oh, he's got him as a 60. Seems pretty generous to me, uh, if 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 you're asking. But uh, they will. They'll they'll be looking for a big seed improvement game, maybe smell some blood with a banged-up U.K. team, but I'm not too worried about it from a revenge factor standpoint. I think Kentucky should be fine. But we got all day tomorrow to talk more about that. Anything else from Calipari that stood out to you? Uh, It's kind of funny. A guy called in with – his dog was barking in the background. I heard this, yeah. Yeah, he's like, who – you also know you're getting close to March when just everybody's listening to the John Calipari coaches show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they called in, uh, and the dog kept interrupting. Cal's like, what's your dog's name? And first he shared his name, and he said, yeah, Cliff. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. Wait, you're... and they were like, wait, you're, you're... – I-, I wanted the guy to be like, yeah, name the dog after me. <laughs> How great would that have been? That, that would have been, been an all-timer. Very funny. Uh, but uh, <laughs> instead, he uh, 
said, no, my dog's name's Peyton Manning. It's like, well, Peyton Manning? Like, how many UK fans are naming their dog after a Tennessee quarterback? This guy's got to be a Colts fan. Got to. No other way around it. Uh, but, like, Tom Leach was joking, like, oh, you know, when you want him to learn a new trick, you got to yell Omaha. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's pretty good. But Cal revealed, too, that his dog has a torn ACL. And so he has to push them around town in a stroller. And uh, at one point, Kyle, Kyle Tucker shared a picture last night of him pushing said dog around in a stroller and the other one pooping in the yard. <laughs> I, I, I think the thing you're glossing over here, though, is there, there's an injury bug going around the Calipari household. You got the dog's the te- ACL? The, the, the team, the dog ACL. He said his other dog has a neck injury. A neck injury? Didn't really clarify what the <laughs> what's going on with that. So and then, bad. did you not hear what they said about the dog with the ACL? They were like, yeah, we were like, all right, get it done. Just fix it. Make it better. And they said, it's too small to fix, which uh, that's what she said. But um, <laughs> he did say that. He was like, "It's." they said it's too small, so I guess we'll just have to see. They're just going <laughs> to let the dog with a torn AC. Like, well, it was kind of sad. I, I'm sure the vet in, I'm sure the vet knows more about the dog's little ACL I think, than I know. But like, it, it was just like a little like sad caveat that they threw under, that he threw in there. Well, you know. Uh, I need an update. It's. I don't think it, those little dogs are the most athletic. So, you know, you just pick them up. Hey, Cal, whatever happened to that German Shepherd that you would tweet about back in 2009 every weekend because you were scared UK fans were going to break into your house? Wasn't that well, Brad's dog? Nobody knows. There's been this cover-up of what happened to the family German Shepherd, and nobody's known. I think they got another German Shepherd that was Brad's dog because they had that one when it was like a little puppy and it was cute. Hmm. What was the name of John Calipari's German Shepherd that he'd always tweet about? No, not he'd sure. always be like, quick and nimble is what he'd say. You don't remember those? No, I, okay. I was not following. This was like close enough with this. This was like the, the the honeymoon of all honeymoon, John Calipari era. He just had, he had just been announced. Twitter was new. People were just tweeting like what they were having for breakfast, and not everything was huge Ooh, fights. Sweet and, and song lyrics. Yeah, yeah. it was that. It was it, it, a lot of one it, of my first tweets was uh, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken, and I just thought it was the most clever thing ever. Just sharing. Uh, it's a Will Ferrell line, right? I think it's it's some true too drunk to taste this chicken. Yeah, is that Anchorman? Yeah, sounds Central. right. Yeah, yeah. No, I just thought that was the most clever, clever thing. You got me curious. I want to go back and see what my first tweet was. Uh, you're close. Talladega Nights. <sighs> close. Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Splitting hairs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's get to this Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Uh, was there anything else super interesting from the John Calipari coaches show? I don't think so. I think that was pretty much the extent of it. I mean, everybody wanted to just hear the injury updates first and foremost, and then it kind of just went into heard about Cliff Ooh. and his dog Peyton Manning. We uh, oh, and then the Oscar Sheboy stuff. We got like ten. How about in the first two minutes? That that was he was just saying that about everybody. We'll talk about the Oscar stuff here in a moment. A texter on the Thornton's text line, Kansas and Baylor play each other this Saturday. I think the selection committee is setting up giving the number one seed to the winner of that matchup. Yeah, still plenty of basketball to be put. Well, I shouldn't, I mean, I, I got to start, stop saying that. There's not plenty of basketball to be played. Only two more UK home games. If one of those teams had an upset loss, that could hurt them, texter. But I, I kind of agree with you that it seems like the Big 12 is going to get a one seed. 
whoever it is between those two. Would be really funny if it was the team Kentucky beat by 30 on their home court. And then Kentucky was like the number one, you know, they're just right there. Yeah. It was like, oh, wait, you couldn't have flipped those potentially? <laughs> we'll see. I'll I'll complain about the selection committee afterwards. I believe in them. They're not going to completely host Kentucky. A texter says, the second that dingbat Roush was optimistic that Liam would come back was the second All-Kentucky was the second all Kentucky, or at least all roll call fans knew he was gone. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm ready for it. I was, I was being a jinxy cat, but hey, I had, I had hope. It was, it was, I, I had just as much hope as you all did. Well, you, you, you were, you were sparking the hope. <laughs> we were a fire that was on the verge of extinction, and you came and you gave us some logs. And then right when the show ended, fire extinguisher. I was dropping logs on the Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's not forget, not only that, which I was all for. I was I was I was I was kind of trying to egg you on. I wanted more. But you did come back and you were like, hold on, everybody. Yeah. You did double down on like and then late the, la- the late last night. The lady hasn't saying. Yeah, and then late last night you were tweeting about candidates, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. It's all over. It's all over. Uh, Texter says, I'm sure we'll hear a list of potential Cohen replacements in the next 48 hours, but would love to get someone else from the McVay coaching tree. It's definitely an intriguing opening for any candidate, given the structure in place, the talent returning, and seeing how Cohen benefit. Man. That's another great point, Texter, and I kind of alluded to it there. Uh, about 20 minutes ago, that like other people should see, hey, if Cohen did it, look at the spot to ease in now. You could come be successful too. Come take this job. Well, and, and just like, you don't have to look at that potential in some abstract form. Like there's concrete evidence that this offense can be successful with the pieces in place. Now, you don't have Wyndell Robinson. But you've recruited pretty damn good out of the portal with Tavian Robinson, with Javon Baker. Like there's there's guys there. You're getting Keaton Upshaw back next year. Like there's there's some dudes. So um and you have a quarterback that's kind of proven. Like people forget, like Cohen had to go get Will Levis. He wasn't on that he didn't just walk into that situation. So um it, the job is a much more attractive job now than it was the last time Kentucky was looking for an offensive coordinator fourteen months ago. I agree with that. Let's go to our hour one break. We've got a whole nother hour coming up here. A lot of texts to get to. We need to talk more UK basketball. basketball. I've got a fun (laughs) Venn diagram, too, of Eddie Grand and horse racing. Oh, God. All sorts of news. No, we want people to listen to hour two. Suck it, Bob Baffert. Yeah, Yeah, there's the fire. Get out of here. And and we're going to have, you know what, I've got a serious Eddie Grand for OC take that I look forward to delivering in an hour number two. So it's going to be a really fun hour. You're not going to want to go anywhere. Plus, it's two, 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 two days. So you're going to want to hang around. We won't. Maybe we'll give away two things of Salsaritas. Ooh. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, let's do it. How about 22? Okay, Justin. Yeah, (laughs) take it easy, buddy. Hour number two on Tuesday returns after this.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Edge Sports Radio. All right, I've got a few. I've got two things that I could give away. Ooh, we'll do our. We're do. This is all on the fly. You'd think we would have just taken the last ten minutes and talked about this during the break. Nope. But nope. We're talking about all the wine Justin drank and said, among yeah. other things. There's a lot, a lot of wine. Supposedly the WDRB weather app just sent an alert that just said awful day of weather ahead. <laughs> Thanks, WDRB. Good to know. <laughs> and serious note, I think there's a tornado warning for Mayfield. So if you listen to us out on the western part of the state. Isn't that where the tornado hit last time? It is. Yes. yes. So be safe, be careful, and uh, we'll keep you updated if there are any other actual warnings. I don't think there's any watches right now for Louisville, but also could be making that up so uh hang with us all right so the contest whoever wins is going to get two things two both of them are cool one is more uk centric and one is more big exports radio Mm. how do we want to find a winner we could always do phone calls. We're really bad at giving things away. We are. We're <laughs> just the worst. We are. At least y'all know it. I guess that's knowing your strength or knowing your weaknesses, admitting is the first step. The thing is, we're not, it's not, a lot of this stuff isn't our fault. That's first and foremost. So blame not on us, I think, is what people need <laughs> nope, to remember. No, not on us. Secondly, if like yeah, if if you know somebody promising to give out gifts on our behalf and then they don't call us back, what are we supposed to do? We can't go force places to give us stuff. That's robbery. So we do what we can, and then a couple of the things that we're giving away are things that never got picked up from other winners. Have we forgotten to give away a salsaritas or two? Yeah, sure, guilty. But I'm not going to take that slander. Not going to settle for it. Not going to accept it. How do we want to give away these gifts, Justin? Roush is no help. <laughs> um, two. Um, I mean, we've in the past we've always done like, or not always, but we've done like funny text. We've done. I'm trying to think of all the things we've done to give away stuff since I've been on the show. Okay. Well, we'll keep thinking about it. But everybody listening live, you hang around. Because we've got some cool things to give out. And really, it's just things of stuff that other people didn't pick up over the years. But you're going to like it. I guarantee it. They could also retweet the podcast, too. I like that one. Ooh, what if just, like, most creative KRC tweet. Quote tweet. That had a link to the podcast. So you could, yeah, there, we we are outsourcing. The there job. we go, yeah. You do something. You promote our show. You promote our show, and if we like it the best, we'll give away two winners, so we'll give away all four things. Yeah. So two people some are getting two sets of prizes that include two gifts on Tuesday. There. Boom. 
Two that times works. Tuesday. Just make sure you tag us and link the podcast. All right, I'll, and I'll 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 will just say what it is. Um, one is just going to be two salsaritas entrees. Great, take take great a date take a date out, Justin. You can go on another date. Woohoo! The second date. Have you talked year. to that girl lately? No. Hmm. Any other coals in the fire? Uh, not at this time. No. Okay. Okay, keep us updated. Well, uh, so that's one. The other one, though, we'll give away some of these UK slippers that Trevor got for somebody that nobody ever picked up. Oh, those are nice. And there's two of those uh-huh. for each foot. And we'll give away a 22 Jared Lorenzen towel. 22. Wow. Two two. So many twos. And I know there's still some people out there that never got that those towels. I've got mine hanging up in my little man cave basement. We've got some still around the studio, so get yours today by promoting Kentucky Roll Call Your Friends. It's all right, Roush. Hang in there. We only got 15 more minutes. We'll am, get we'll get through this. Am I eligible to win? Because I could use some easy Christmas gifts. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you you know, I will say I do kind of. There's not too much. I, I'm kidding. I miss Trevor, but I don't miss him being late every day or not showing up. I do miss the Facebook podcast posts. Those are pretty funny. Oh yeah, just the. Uh... Like the long detail to what the show talked about? Man, the little clip that Mike shared yesterday from their show. Trevor, just. What little clip did they share? Trevor trying to figure out out Wordle. Yeah, and he just. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Mike shared that. I was actually listening on the way. I was listening to the car. It's Trevor can't hear the words he's saying. All right, we got to play it. it, it, Oh, my goodness. Whoo, that guy. He's a gem. I do miss those though, Justin. If you ever wanted to to get creative, you're a good writer too. I saw the poems you wrote those girls back <laughs> ten years ago. Big poem guy. He's a big poem guy. That's yeah, make right. a daily KRC show post poem. <laughs> See what I can do. Here's that clip. Speaking sure. of lineups, I'm okay. I've got three words left. Our wordle. Yes, I don't know the order, but the letters I have so far: O, T, H, and R. Well, I mean, do I have to say it? <laughs> okay, let's go to break. When we come back, but I don't. Have, I don't know where they gotta, are. We, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, they're all in yellow and mustard right now, so I don't know what spots they're in. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> gotta go to break. <laughs> when we come, come back, more UNC game talk. We also have Mike the IARP news that we have to get yeah. to. It's the the point of Wordle is you have to figure out a five letter word, and it'll give you some hints based on these colors. On you guess five. You guess a five-letter word. If you get one of the letters right, it's in green, which means like, hey, it's in that spot. You got the right letter in the right spot. If it's in yellow, it means this word, this letter is in the word, but you got it in the wrong spot. Trevor, just the word was other. Yeah, obviously. O T H R. Oh man. Let's talk about this Oscar stuff because I have it written down and I want to talk about it. I didn't know cool. Mike tweeted that out. That's really funny. Good yeah, for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Kyle Tucker had the long story, but we had heard that because Oscar tweeted it out, Roush. We talked about it yesterday. Open for business. Open for business. There are some rules of what he can and can't do. Uh, he is an immigration lawyer, which is pretty sweet. Um, so there there are some limitations about what he can and can't do. But they had to basically work with UK to jump through a bunch of hoops to find the best legal remedy for him to be able to profit off his name, image, and likeness. Yeah. 
And the agent was pretty forthcoming. Like, uh, they listed off he had what, like 150 emails in the first day, 24 hours? Yeah. He just, I mean, it was like we were sitting there and it was 22 emails within 20 minutes. During a lunch, yeah. He like rechecked his phone and had 20 or 30 extra just business inquiries wanting to be able to partner up with Oscar. Dude is going to be rich. Yes. He's going to be rich. The coolest part of all this, though, that I did not know, his mom's coming. Yes. His mom's coming to, like, live in America, I believe. That's the way I read it. Yeah, it's basically, we've got to get her out of there. Yeah. Um, she's living with 10 other people in a... What they said, basically two dorm rooms. So you're probably talking about... Like a two-bedroom like apartment. Yeah, yeah, like 100 square feet. Yeah, you just know, tiny. Like, very small. And... That yeah, you probably, know, like probably a little more than that, but and a, and a, I think so, there's something Bowser said too, where it's like, you know, all of the people with their takes on ruining the locker room. It's like Oscar needed nil money more than anybody, and he wasn't complaining throughout this process. Now he gets the opportunity to make some money. He his his mom's most likely going to be able to watch him play a basketball game, that, For, which would be the first time ever. Whatever arena that's in, hopefully it's NCAA tournament arena, and people are going to lose their minds. It's uh, it'll be the biggest mom moment we've had since Bam's mom uh, in Indy. Is that right? Oh yeah, for the Wichita State game. That was awesome. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I'd forgot about that. Hear me out. UK, big time tournament game. Things aren't going the cat's way. Oh, Kiki! You, you wheel out yes. Oscar Sheeway's mom, and then she stands up and gives her son a hug. <laughs> <It's weird>. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me UK's not winning a game if they come, and you may wonder why why wheel her out. She's perfectly capable. Um, that's just what Auburn did, and it worked. So we'd we'd want to follow that. We'd want to follow that recipe, of course. But of if course. you're telling me you don't bring her out. That, like, UK, you know, you don't see Oscar smile or start crying that everybody isn't all pumped up. They're not going to do that. But she is going to get to see him play. Oscar is like, when she's at a game, yeah, I'm, I'm going for 50, 50 and, 30. and 30. Yeah, like, yeah, you're if you give me the ball, you're not getting it back. And, of course, I'm sure he's being somewhat facetious with all that stuff. But that, that is... I understand. I don't. We're goofy and we make jokes and all that stuff, but I just can't even imagine really the emotion, the feeling for his mom, for Oscar. How many videos have we seen where he's been like, I can't wait to tell my mom or I'm mm-hmm. going to call my mom? And now, he, and she's never gotten to see him play a basketball game in person ever. Crazy. Wasn't ever. his brother there Saturday? Oscar's brother? Mm hmm. Not that I know of, but maybe. It was one game last week Oscar's brother was at. Now, I want to say it was the Saturday game because as soon as they showed him on the TV, they went back to the game action and Oscar hit like an 18-footer at the free throw line. Yeah. Right right behind missed the free that. throw line. Yeah, missed that as well. Yeah, I can't think of, he had a He had a weird name, but they looked a lot alike. Hmm. Nice. But that's cool. I mean, but he does just, have plenty of siblings. That's mm-hmm. It's crazy that Oscar is just now able to start making money with Neil – but yet, this entire season, he's been all smiles and happy, like the happiest yeah, guy in man. college basketball. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's uh, a good point. Yeah. And uh, the the big, I think, headline gram for a lot of folks, too, was that uh, caveat, if he comes back for another year, there's a multi-million dollar deal on the table, which I'm sure, I know we had this discussion yesterday about, like, let's get to draft decisions when we get to draft decisions, but that 
The implication there. Pretty big implication, TJ. No, oh, he's got a younger brother. Was his younger brother? That's like a prospect. That's probably what it was. He's a 6'6 sophomore. Oh, okay. Well, that's going to be a, probably a name to, to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah, he'll be back, folks. You heard it here first. And I saw people tweeting and I saw message board. Can we not just enjoy the season without worrying if he's back or that? And we talked about that yesterday. We should. We should enjoy this season. We can worry about that stuff later. I just think now that they've got this nil stuff figured out. You all, I, I said this when he committed. You all, he loves UK. He loves Calipari. This is like a dream for him. And if he gets to prolong the dream with his mom near him while also making millions and millions, plural, he's going he's gonna to do that. If the NBA draft was all about him, if somehow he gets into like a top 20 pick, then yeah, he'll probably go. I just don't think that's going to happen. And there's plenty he can work on by coming back too. But I feel very good about the prospects of him coming back. And I agree, plenty of time to worry about that stuff later. But now that his mom's coming, reading that story yesterday, hearing all the just how happy he is in Lexington, I would expect him to come back. Which I when would be the last time yeah. you've had a national player of the year player come back? Was uh, Garza? Did he do that? I think he won player of the year though when As a he senior. yeah okay. on his comeback year. Okay, but yeah, I, either way, the equation has changed. Thanks to name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. Um, which, speaking of, uh, Iowa, you idiots. They retired Luca Garza's jersey this week. Like, what's wrong with the Big Ten, Justin? Can they not just, like, get a freaking grip? I know in Kentucky we wait 10 years too long to retire jerseys, but you can't do it the year after. Yeah, they couldn't crazy. even sell off the damn game. You have to let some time pass. Same thing with Illinois and DeSoon mode. Yeah. Stupid. It is stupid. What, uh, I was watching a game last night. I had a player... That was number 53. I don't know if it was that. Uh, you have a player name or that's number 53? Uh, yeah, Tamar Bates. What a great number. Freshman. He was like a guard, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was awesome. Yeah, he was Seeing committed. the 5'3 on like a little a smaller player, he wasn't like tiny or anything, but you he could was tell he was committed like to Texas. And then when Chris Beard got the job, he came, said, to, I'm out of came here. to Indiana. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's exciting. You know what else is exciting? Cornbread hemp. Wow. Yeah. Love when I'm like, you know what? Tonight's going to be a cornbread hip night. Popping some of that all-organic, full-spectrum CBD. Those gummies, they pack an extra strength punch. 50 milligrams of CBD to a THC. Just to make sure it's working well. Whether you're stressed out, anxious, need to just relax, or you got some physical aches, bumps, and bruises. Try it today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout. You get 30% off at cornbreadhemp.com. Cornbread Hemp, they sponsor the Kentucky Roll Call Podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, you'll find us wherever you need us. Thanks to our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Roush, I was looking at Cornbread Hemp and some other hemp products, and it just feels like that stuff is a little pricey. Is there any way to save money on that? Promo code Big X, 30% off. 30%? 30%. That's great. That's awesome. Cure your Mark sadness. Oh, by the way, Hunter already in the uh, promoting Big X's podcast thing. Nice. He's in the contest. Nice, Hunter. And thus, leader leader in the house. Leader in the clubhouse. But he he is, in my mind, disqualified because he said how not to drive your car when I wrecked a scooter. 
But you also ran over a shovel. It's true. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> Who runs over a shovel? <laughs> the shovel snuck, has snuck up on him. The shovel went under me, for what it's worth. I didn't run over the shovel. Underwear. It's <laughs> a good one, Ralph. Text around the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Also, whoever says we have to get rid of handshakes lines is ridiculous. If grown adults can't have enough sportsmanship maturity to shake the other team's hand at the end of the game, then they shouldn't be coaching. 100% should always have shake handshake lines at the end of the game. See, I'm just not like as passionate about it, but I do agree with your sentiment. Like, you should be able to just go shake somebody's hand after a sporting yeah, event. It's the most like basic human yeah. behavior. Just shake somebody's and, hand. And it's not like it doesn't have to be like as simple as like you're sending a message to kids and stuff and like also, that. Also, if you get in a fight afterwards, who gives a damn? People like I just I why this stuff happened all the time for as long as we've been playing sports, and now we're going to lose our damn minds because somebody slapped somebody in the face? Bob Knight slapped Joe B. Hall in the face on the sideline in the middle of a game. Like, this stuff has happened for a long time in the heat of sports. Why are we all of a sudden holier than thou acting like, <gasps> can you believe people who play sports against one another want to fight each other? <gasps> Gasp. I mean, we've had over... God, at the end Grown of this, adults shouldn't be going and hitting or touching people. Though. At, at the end of this year, we'll have had over 10,000 handshake lines, assuming every team plays 30 games. And how many incidents have you heard of? Yeah, it'd be like two. I right. think there was one. Very of, few. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We it don't need to get rid rarely. of it. Yeah. And you know what? If you talk about people leading by example, here's what you shouldn't do, kids. Don't go try to fight them afterwards. You don't want to be a sore loser. It's a bad luck. What? Uh, oh, yeah, and there, it's he's got a history of like into games. Uh, he was really mad about that timeout, but I saw it floating around yesterday. Justin, he didn't have any issues calling a timeout up seventeen with fifty seconds left against IU. Right? Like yeah, you know, how, why are you so mad that they're calling a timeout against you and you're down big? Uh, what, what's what's the is forty seconds in game time in a blowout game? Is that a huge difference in the audacity to call a timeout? He suspended the rest of the regular season. No Wisconsin assistant suspended any games. And I love that Wisconsin was like, there they released a statement. This isn't a Greg Gard fine. This is a Wisconsin fine. We're paying for it because we've got our guys back, even though he was kind of sunning Jawan Howard. Like it was very, very weird. He was yeah, doing the Coach K like kind of like. This is how you're supposed to act. Kind well, of I think he was trying to explain it, but you still he still shouldn't have put his hands on him. Clearly, he knew Howard was pretty triggered in that whole situation. Uh, both are in the wrong. I, you know, I, I think the I don't care about the suspensions. I think they probably got it right for Howard. I think I predicted yesterday that he'd be suspended the rest of the regular season, maybe the entire season, but they're just going to go the rest of the regular season. I thought maybe one game for guard, but I don't really care if they don't suspend him any games. Um, hopefully just a learning lesson for everybody involved. I do love that Michigan misspelled the guy's name that he slapped in their statement. Oh, really? Yeah. Krappenhoff or whatever his name. And the was... second guy didn't get any <laughs> any reprimand, so that's most important. Yes, yes. Got to leave the gave the big guy. suck it to Wisconsin – or to Michigan, excuse me. Uh, he, he did not get any sort of punishment. So I love it. I love that that guy was just so upset in that moment, so heated – Said the best thing I can do to these guys is give them a good old healthy second. <laughs> Texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, oh, this is from Robert. Hey, Robert. Sorry, but I'm cackling at Nick saying Liam wasn't leaving only for minutes later for when the show ends, he's announced as the next OC for the Rams, LMAO. Hey, you got to put yourself out there sometimes. 
Can't always be right. Hey, that's all right. He doubled down on it. He got us excited. And that's that's the industry, baby. Man, we have a lot of texts about Jawan Howard. Howard was a pampered and coveted player that accepted money to go to Michigan and never personally had to pay any consequences. He is used to getting his way at every juncture and must finally be held accountable and terminated. <laughs> Wanting to fire somebody Such for that a is a righteous-ass take. God. <laughs> Get over yourself, buddy. Just take a chill pill. few things. One, coach, not player, who is paid to be professional and poised. Uh, not saying he can't have another shot, but he should be fired because all of us would be if we did this in our job. Probably kind of true there. Two, comparing this to Bobby Knight is objectively student, stupid. A lot of things happened 25 years ago that don't now, but it's not objectively stupid. Like Bobby Knight physically abuses players. Uh, three, this isn't his first offense. Got to go. Dude is a bum. Man, you've got a real axe to grind against Juwan Howard. I do think Howard needs to kind of get his act together. Um, he, like, that, the the tough look in trying to fight is not it. It's just not going to work. It's never going to be cool. It's never going to yeah, win. Yourself. It's going to always get you in trouble. Um, but, he, you know, people make mistakes. He shouldn't be fired for that. You cannot allow Howard's behavior to become acceptable at any level. Howard should have been fired yesterday. Yeah, strongly disagree. Gonzaga being number one when they don't play anyone good for over three months isn't fair to college basketball. In the long run, who cares? But it's just more interesting when other teams get the number one ranking when they are playing conference games. It's more interesting when a number one team gets upset than the number two team. I'm fine with Gonzaga being a top five team, but with the strength of schedule as weak as theirs, they don't deserve to be the number one this time of the year. I do hope that Gonzaga's resume is judged fairly. Um, let me actually pull something up I had. You get your own resume out? Yeah, I carry my resume around with me your just Gonzaga in case. Gonzaga resume? No, it's actually just mine, just in case <laughs> there's any radio jobs that open up. Uh, let's see, Gonzaga. Let's see how many quad one wins they have. Um, I think it's like, what, one, two? They have six quad one wins. How do they have six quad one wins? Where are their six quad one wins coming from? Um, Early in the season for, yeah. in November. Not not recent. And they have three quad two wins. So it's probably St. Mary's. They have nine total between the two. Kentucky has ten. That just doesn't make sense to me. How, how does Kentucky only have one more quad two or quad one win with the schedule they have? I know Gonzaga played a good out of conference schedule. That's not my issue. But what teams in that crappy conference are making it? Damn it, quad in that system. You're so confusing to me. I mean, you get, you probably got St. Mary's at a two. So there's two quad two wins for them. I know, but where were their six quad one wins? I'd imagine those were all in, in November. I mean, you when they played Alabama, that would have been a quad one win. Yeah, or no, they, Alabama they, beat them. They beat them, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Hey, guys, Austin from Murray. I, but I definitely feel like Gonzaga's gotten like this cheat code. Um, in terms of just finding a way to milk out a number one seed. Hey, guys, Austin from Murray. Hearing, Hey, I hope you're being safe, Austin, and good to hear from you. Hearing UK may be out both Wheeler and Washington for the LSU game, should this be more cause for concern versus a team like LSU that likes putting pressure on the ball? Yes. I, I, weirdly enough, I, I think that 
I'm going to add a caveat that kind of almost just erases my whole thing that I'm about to say here. Yes, the, the style of play, Kentucky's in a tougher spot on Wednesday night. That being said, with the way Alabama had that first half and that, shre- and that stretch and hitting 14 threes, if Kentucky can overcome that, they can definitely beat LSU, even with it being a tougher matchup. But yes, defensively, it's going to be a it will be a tougher game for Grady and Mintz. Uh, Grady's not going to score as much as he did, just because he's going to have people dragging all over him the length of the floor. So it will be a tougher game. That's a good text. That's a good point, Austin. Uh, I still think home court advantage. Kentucky should be able to win, and LSU again won't hit 14 threes. But it'll be a different style of game, and it'll be much more grind it. Ugly, probably more free throws. So that's something to keep an eye on. It, it will be challenging, especially with LSU being physical, physical, and mm-hmm. somewhat desperate too. Yeah, yeah. Just to to get back to their winning ways. Would sh- we should bring Oscar's mom out? Oh, somebody had the same one. <laughs> we should bring Oscar's mom out in a wheelchair during the tournament if we ever get down late in the game. Inevitable win right there. Love it. Yeah, it's a great idea. And then just imagine the people in the stands that don't really know what's going on once she stands up and, like, hugs Oscar. They're going to think they're seeing, like, a miracle. Speaking of wheelchairs, what the hell was Okiki doing the entire first half? Yes. Auburn just had him walked in a closet for an entire hour and brought him out when they needed <laughs> motivation. Hilarious in hindsight. Yeah, what if, what if what if Kentucky was just up 25 the entire game? They just tell him in the utility closet, like, sorry, we're going to have to keep you shut up. We'll, we'll, we'll let you go see the guys in the locker room after the game. Or what if Auburn was up 25 the entire game? Like, hey, we actually don't need you. We're just going to sneak you out. But, you know, we don't want you to be a distraction at this point. It's a great text. Hey, Roush, does a Michigan man stack up with a Louisville man? Oh, Michigan man is like the opposite. It's like the... They're just so snobby, they can't get out of their own way. The arrogance, the pompousness. Ah, Michigan man. Justin, what's your thoughts on the Ukraine-Russia situation? As... Russia invaded them yet? I think so. They did. They're moving into formation. Uh, let's be honest. I, I truly do not care. I don't. I was talking to somebody about it yesterday. I don't know why, and I get it because of NATO and all that. But why does the U.S. have to get involved? Like, if Russia and Ukraine just want to duke it out, why do we have to be in though in on that? You know, it's just the one thing I don't understand. Well, because you don't want Russia to just be like we're going to take over the world and there's nothing you can do to stop. Yeah, but I mean, in high school, if you got the biggest kid in your class beating up a, a little wimpy nerd, you're not going to step in. Well, speak for yourself. Yeah, I guess that's true. I wouldn't step in. <laughs> that's that's my thoughts. I but if, still... you are, if you think you're the bigger bully, then you would step in. That's true. Stop it. Just... Yeah, either way, going to war. Yeah. Not good. Can can we be can we firmly are, are we all in agreement we're anti-war radio show? Yeah, we oh, said yeah. that for a while. Okay, yeah. anti-war radio show. Texture says, "Are we going to hire the Mizzou QB co- QBOC and go seven and five and go to a crappy bowl? Aren't we? Whatever, like the Music City Bowl. I meant the QB coach from Missouri, Bush Hamden. They going to hire that guy? I don't know. He was in the mix last time though." What about your uh, cousin Brom? He might be in the mix. He was supposedly number two. Yeah. Who does number two work for? <laughs> they had a great year this year. Did they? Yeah, most wins Purdue in like since like '03, I think. Really, I didn't realize that. Not that one was... season. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh well, good. <laughs> yeah. 
It's going to make uh, the Brom to UofL stuff all more awkward, but <laughs> some did, people are. I did love that people are like, he doesn't even have a 500 record, and then he went and won like nine games. Yeah. Like, what are y'all doing? What What would you say to people that are like, he's not going to, Stoops won't go back to spread. He's going to, it's going to be pro style from here on out. You're not going to have the RPO craziness. Um, You'll always have a little RPO. Right, for it, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did some of that this year. Sure. Um, yeah, and I, I think. The game-winning touchdown was RPO. Like when we, I, I think a lot of um, some of the labels that we give some of these offenses to are just like manufactured by the media. Like when we were chatting with Fortner, he was like, about the senior bowl, it was like a lot of the stuff, it is the same stuff. It's just one team's going to run more of this kind versus more of this. Like Kentucky had a lot of the same stuff in its offense already when they brought Liam Cohen in. They just did a little bit more of different things and had different passing concepts for the routes. But like up front, blocking, running the football, like that's where like uh, an Uncle Brian would be in trouble is that he doesn't have a ton of experience with – running the football and Stoops with Chris Rodriguez is going to want to run the football. So, um, yeah. So like the spread versus, I I think it comes down to, um, what's like what the label is and more of like, are you going to be dedicated to running the football to set up an efficient passing game? Cause we, we've got the, we've got the, the horses to run the football and we're getting better at passing the football, but we can't abandon that. Yeah. It's finding that right balance. Stoops did. He needed to nail the last tire. He did. You got to trust him to nail this one, too. What uh, timeline on all that? And we need to go to our last break. So, the even if it moves quickly, like within the next, like if, the, if, if Stoops can somehow do a coaching search and wrap it up and smack it on the bottom within a week, we still don't get like official stuff until like 10 days after it. Mm-hmm. But I would think. But you generally hear, you know, you'll know. My my just my guess is like a week from now, because he's probably making calls today, having interviews over like a three day kind of span, and then going from there. Okay. All right. Last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. Uh, maybe a few other quick hitters. I had written down a few things, but we've gotten to a lot today. It's been a big show. And then tomorrow's a game day edition, and then Thursday we'll get to recap the games, and then Friday basically preview in the weekend. We'll have Bobby Regan on. So we'll get through this, folks. It's going to be a good time. Kentucky Roll Call rolls along after this here on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Come gather around, people, wherever you roam. And admit that the waters around you have grown. And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone. If Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday. 
Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday, Text Tuesday. in. We're giving away some prizes. If you didn't see, we'll just do that throughout the day. So we'll announce that maybe tomorrow, who the winner is. Let a lot of folks have a chance at it. Yeah. One of the gifts or one of the prizes we'll give away is delicious entrees of Salsaritas. I think you have to give it away today. You said you were giving it away on 2-22-22. Well, maybe we'll announce it later tonight. There you go. Let the podcast listeners get in on it a little bit, though. Well, we'll announce it today. That's fine. Salsaritas has two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive through Download the Salsaritas app. It'll save you time. It'll save you money, and you will enjoy it. Let's get back to this Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Can I quickly just um, mention a couple things real quickly? Yeah. Mandaloon and Brad Cox. Brad Cox did it. He won a derby, folks. Suck it, Bob Baffert. You think they had a big like derby party last night? Probably not. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Does he think he won the derby? He'll probably end up having one later. But the thing is, is Baffert can file an appeal. So the process isn't all the way over. He's going to keep fighting it. But there was another, there was a 90-day suspension, only a $7,500 fine. Um, and they withheld, you know, $180,000 in purse money or something like that. But the big thing is, is the 90-day the suspension, it runs through, I think, all of the Triple Crown this year um he's still suspended by new york but essentially what that means is owners who are a little worried they might start moving their good horses their derby contenders out of bob baffert's barn into other barns so you know what maybe brad cox could get another derby winner out of this just by getting one of baffert's horses that would be pretty sweet that's a good thing right yeah it would be people in the sweet. horse racing business do they like this news yeah, but the owners so far have not wavered just yet. I think it's because they still have two months, and they're like, well, worst case scenario, we just last month we'll switch over. But um, as of right now, you, Baffert horses cannot race at any CDI tracks or, or anything of the sort. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so that, that came out yesterday. We're getting closer to some sort of resolution. It only took 196 days for the KHSRC to – Finally make an announcement. Uh, in other horse racing news, Eddie Grand, one of his racehorses, won horse of the year. Did you see this? Did you hear this? No. So he he's into standard breads. They don't win as much mo- Like the purses aren't as big for harness racing, but they're pretty consistent. Um, so this horse, Test of Faith, won 22 of her 25 starts last year. A lot of starts. A lot of starts. U.S. Harners, Harness Riders Association named the three-year-old filly Horse of the Year. The He's a part owner, and that horse earned $1.06 million, or $1.06 million last year. Nice. Yeah. So good for Eddie Grand, who, I don't know, many some people are saying, maybe Mark just goes back to Eddie, which I don't think that would. I don't think, that would I don't think it's going to happen. But, I, what I mean, what I – Freak out and cry like some people would. No. And if that's what they thought, if they, if, if Stoops was like, listen, I I called, I've got, I had some names. It's just too late in the process to be able to get the people I wanted, and this is what we decided to do for just this one season. See, I would, I, think, I wouldn't freak out about it. I wouldn't love it, but I wouldn't freak out about it. I would also just think that they would, if they were going to do that, why wouldn't you just promote Woodward? 
Like, yeah. You know, like, so, and then make Grant a receiver's coach. You know, like, switch around that way. I so That's a good point. You I, could kind of work towards that without it freaking everybody out. Yeah, and I think I think they like to spy Grant's in now. Good old head in the room. Bobby Regan says, two keys not being open today is a national travesty. Oh Place would have been packed sun up to sundown, especially with the old Tuesday specials. Goldfish races. Man. Real shame. Yeah. Real, real shame. Uh, let's get back to this Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Guys, not to get morbid today, but no one has mentioned this yet. What are the details of Justin's passing away? Does he have to do it himself? Does TJ or Roush have to do the deed? Will it be on the air? Or Justin's last words going to be, we should have hired a fifth head coach? Did Trevor plan all this knowing that Scoots would make this bet and he would win the war of the producers? We need to know <laughs> the details because JK47 only has like 13 days left at most. I'm going to miss you, buddy. Wow. 13 days. That I mean, really puts things into perspective. Yeah, I know. But you had a chance last night. And we we oh, still last night locks the Hoosiers in the tournament, too. That's the hard part about it. We still have a chance, albeit slight. In my opinion, got to win three out of the last four regular season games and one in the Big Ten tournament we're in. Big ask. five in a row? It's a big ask. I agree with that, with that statement, Justin. If you win Maryland, Minnesota, and Rutgers, one in the Big Ten, you're in. Yeah. You win those three and you lose first game in the Big Ten, I still think there's a chance you're in, but it, you're sweating it out. It depends on that Purdue game. If we get beat by 30, I think that Purdue game will, it'll, will tell people a lot. FIBA, the nice thing about the Ohio State game was kind of house money. Like, if you win, that's, that's great. Nobody was expecting you to do it. These next three, Maryland, Minnesota, and Rutgers – they're gonna be. You're gonna be expected to win. Well, and Maryland and Rutgers have been playing really good. Maryland lately. sucks. So you got to beat them at home. They do. Rutgers, you should beat at home. But if that game was on the road, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't judge IU if they lost that one. At Minnesota's one that you need to win, should win, but it's a road game. We struggle at Minnesota. Everybody keeps scoots in your prayers. No kidding. If I had scoots home address, I'd call the police for a welfare check. What a way to lose. <laughs> Texter says, "Who's your suck?" Another texter on the Thornton's text line. Good morning, guys. So they're going to be a KRC trip to Tampa for the SEC tourney. As a Tampa resident, it would be pretty cool to meet you all. Keep up the great job, guys. I totally would go down there. I'm going on a bachelor party uh, to Vegas that weekend, which means I'll be missing St. Patrick's Day parade in Louisville, which is my favorite, my second favorite day of the year in Louisville. Conference tournament time has – that's a good time to be out in Vegas. A lot of action. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's going to be just absolutely stupid packed, but um, it'll be fun. Ooh, the Louisville Zoo. Turns out a lot of people take their kids to the Louisville Zoo when JCPS is out for President's Day. Oh, yes, 60 degrees outside. Yeah. Pretty Never packed. had to wait in line to get into the zoo before. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. And Duke had a good time, though. He's good on the playground. As long as, as long as he's happy. Yeah. I would love to go to Tampa. Won't be there. Um, I actually was kind of looking forward to – a non-Nashville SEC tournament, weirdly enough to say. And I probably would – I really would have probably gone to Tampa um, had things been a little different. So I'll miss you this go-around, and they will be back in Tampa in like 2031, I'm sure. I. It's weird that we're kind of like growing tired of Nashville SEC tournament. See, I haven't been in so long now that I'm ready for it to get back. I haven't been since pre-Missouri when they did the St. Louis one. I haven't been since 13, so I haven't been in a long time oh, either. Wow, yeah. But – it's, it'll be the same the last time you went there. 
like the SEC tournament in Nashville? Expensive, crowded. Yeah, but uh, you just get the get the whole gang back together. You know like what? A, what is it? What do you mean? What, like it's like a college reunion of sorts. Oh, you know. See, that's the thing. Like, it's just so expensive that like you can't. I can't get the whole gang back together because people are like, I'm not spending four hundred dollars a night on a hotel or something like that. Oh, there's ways around that. Well, next time it's in Nashville, maybe I'll need some of your tips and secrets. Yeah. Uh, Texer says, bend the knee, Scooch. You don't have to do this for a subpar IU team. I'm locked in now. 30, 32 years of this. I, I can't quit now. But think, if, if you had another 32 years left on this earth, hopefully Jesus. 64 years left on this earth. And it, if you told don't me. Don't you want to spend them cheering for a winner? If you told me the next 32 years for Indiana were going to be like the first 32 years of my life, I would probably hop off board right now. It's going to be. No. We're telling no, you that. No. Well, and you know. There's some hope in the hop future. On, hop on, on buddy. <laughs> I didn't say I'd come to y'all. Oh, yeah. Where else would you go? Be a U of L fan? Hell no. <laughs> I'm, oh. I wouldn't be a fan of sports before that. Bobby Regan showing his age by putting fish tank number two in his Lexington power rankings. Oh, yeah. That's that's definitely – that was long gone by the time I showed up. What an old man. <laughs> Two, tin roof probably wasn't even open when he was in school. He's got tin roof number three. He's got saddle ridge number five. Bobby. No. <laughs> <laughs> A texter says, good morning, gentlemen, and Scoots made sure to wake up extra early to hear Roush's excuse on why Cohen left to go to the Rams. Anyways, you guys have a blessed day. I just got my Thornton's coffee to take with my cornbread hemp, stayed up late watching TV, drinking beer, and eating salsaritas. Sounds awesome. Sounds like a great day. And by the way, March Madness, no better time to partner up with the Big X. Let the Big X work for you. We will. We'll preach it from the mountaintop. D Ryan at BigXHorseRadio.com if you're interested. But things are about to get real crazy on the Big X. You're going to want to be a part of it. Oh, thank God it's not last year, Roush. Seriously. <laughs> last year was so bad. Just was so bad. <laughs> so bad. I'm hearing like Trevor and Rutherford and just thinking back like, man, glad I'm not there. <laughs> I've been there. Last year I was there. Glad I'm not there. Like, Where they're uh, just, they're like, gosh. Maybe we can somehow win three game, four games in a row in the tournament, conference tournament. This doesn't matter. And like, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself for even saying it, but I will say last year's UK team would wipe the floor with this year's U of L team. They're going to finish much higher in the net than U of L will this year. Man, how bad would Kentucky beat Louisville this year? But it did suck that, like, last year we had to be like, well, can they make a run in the SEC tournament? Maybe they can. They get hot. If everything clicks, if you get Terrence Clark back, maybe he can do – it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, we it, we knew that it wasn't going to amount to much or anything. It's fool's gold. And it sunk, and I'm glad we're not doing that stuff this year. Uh, Texter says, TJ, after watching the latest South Park, how triggered did you get with their bit about real estate agents? Well, first off, super I'm not, triggered because not a real estate certified agent. Certified realtor, TJ Walker. Not a real estate agent. Which isn't there a difference between TJ or real estate and realtors? I'm pretty sure they're different from one another somehow. Um, certification. I mean, certain. real estate as. Yeah. I don't know if the I don't know if there is something different. I don't think there is, but the words do technically mean different things. Anyways, it was hilarious. They just basically made fun of realtor realtors 
because mm-hmm. um, they don't really do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they were like making them get their headshots taken, and they were like, "All right, arch your back," because you know all like their pictures, their like backs are kind of arched. <laughs> And they'd made them march their backs still. Oh, it's a good episode. Funny episode. Really make fun of real estate agents. Not me, though, because that's not my my job. Uh, Texter says, you could see the Liam Cohen departure coming from a mile away. Stoops has got to be a little prepared for this and have something in the works, right? I don't know if you could see it from miles away because a lot had to happen and a lot unfolded. But Right, especially kind of late. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think Stoops is just like, I can't believe that this guy would go to the ranch. Like, we knew this vacancy was there two weeks ago. Yeah, but some dominoes had to fall in terms of other guys getting hired. You know. Yeah, 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 definitely. But like, like the poten- the possibility has been around for a few weeks. So I'm certain that he's reached out to certain folks. Like in this case, um, in Cohen's case, he got recommended through somebody that he knew. I'm sure that he's been asking, making some calls to people he knew. You know. Working the back channels, as one might say. So, yes, I, I don't think he was caught twiddling his thumbs. Oh, by the way, the Nike UIBL will be making a stop in Louisville. Yeah, that'll be. Forecastle weekend, somebody said. May 27th through the 30th, is that right? Uh, Memorial Day, yeah. Uh, Forecastle is just for the youths anyway. Nobody goes to that anymore. Oh, you're done with Forecastle? Yeah, yeah. You went the last time that it was here. Yeah, and it's been like two years. He's turned 30 since then. He, he so. would always just be a media member so he wouldn't have to buy he tickets. Just wouldn't buy tickets, get drunk, it was a good time. Yeah, too many youths now. You haven't been, you didn't say that after the last But I mean that about, like, it's like a bunch of DJs and stuff. You, like, I'm sorry, if I want to hear DJ, I wasn't I'll just crazy play about the, music. the lineup. Yeah, it's, I'll, it's, I'll it's say a that. very bad lineup. You you talking about the youths, but yet every Kentucky Derby, you're hanging out in the infield. What's a youth? <laughs> He's got answer answer the boy. <laughs> Two youths. No, no, but the di- <laughs> the difference though, Justin, is that like it's not just youths in the infield, and stop. I don't have to deal with their bad stop, music. Stop in the infield. saying the word used. <laughs> youths. <laughs> uh, but that they they held it in Lexington and it was packed. Like you know, people in Kentucky want to watch high school basketball, uh, but they were not set up. It was for a that terrible setup. Yeah, that, that, it was a if they if they do it at the convention center, they'll be fine. They just have to do it there. They could not fit them in at that KBA or whatever. Correct. Um, but that's cool. That's good for be fun Kentucky. For us to go hang out, see some of these guys firsthand because I'm sure dudes like DJ Wagner are going to be playing it. Of course, they have one in Louisville. After I'm already done working recruiting. Whoa, oh, whoa, I know. Whoa, oh, we're DJ, gonna have like whoa, seventeen DJ. KSR people there. You know, just like, oh, it's in Louisville. It like, will be funny to like see. You know, that will be the first time in how long that like U of L and UK media from all walk because even the football game. You know, the basketball writers don't always right, cover that right, game right. and stuff like that. Uh, there will be a lot of UK and U of L media members. Just oh, it's gonna be so clicky and hilarious to see from afar. <laughs> Can't wait for it. Uh, but that was a little thing I'd written down worth mentioning. Best high school players in the country coming to Louisville, twenty uh, seventh through thirtieth of May. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Texer on the Thorns text line says, "I do think Mullen is the ultimate jerk, but my biggest reservation is that it's a total scheme change. If you hire an offensive coordinator for one year, you end up with a wasted spring and fall camp to install a new offense. The players don't develop in the system the same way, and you'll have to do it again the next year when you have to hire another new one." Continuity is the best thing in taking your offense to the next level consistently. And I think that is the biggest like holdback. It's not his personality. It's we'd like to keep things relatively the same, especially the timing of this all. 
saw somebody tweet out and say it would be a total it'd be total disrespect to the culture oh, Stoops has built. Chill the hell out. I know who that is too. That dude's a total drama queen. How about Just take a chill? Pill. Whatever helps Kentucky win the most. <laughs> Uh, hiring a coach that has been coach of the year, coordinator of the year, would not be a disrespect to the culture Soups has built. This text is much better. Concerns are addressed in a much better fashion in this text message on the Thornton's text line mm-hmm. than people wondering if it's disrespectful to the culture. Thing is, though, Mullen's not a dummy. Stoops isn't a dummy. Yeah. They're not going to just unload this brand-new playbook on this really good offense to confuse them. I think that Mullins himself would be accommodating in how he would change things. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Where it's like, all right, so here's my stuff. Here's your stuff. Where's where the we commonalities? Meet, where it's easy for you all, but it's still going to be effective in the way that I know how to run things. Yes. So I wouldn't, but again, we're gotten so much into Mullen talk. It's not going to be him. So I feel silly that we've even done yeah, it. The, most but likely, I, it's somebody we don't know their name. Sure. And th- all that being said, though, while it's not going to happen, we are, I am sincere that you should call that dude just to see. See, if we want Kentucky to take this next step and be big time football program, well, if you got a coaching staff that features a guy that NFL teams want, a, one of the, a, a great college coach that, you know, is kind of a jerk, but great college coach. He was an amazing coordinator. And then you got Stoops as the head coach. That That is big-time SEC. Big-time. So I would I would at least do your homework into looking into it. John here. Good morning. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day, everyone. Man, I wish tonight was game night, but maybe this extra day of rest can help other others play tomorrow. So tell me, pie or cake? I like both, but prefer an apple pie, nice and warm, warm with some milk. We'll got to go talk to you later. It's uh, a loaded question. There's there's time for pie and there's time that, for cake. That's the that's the good answer because like the wedding cake I had on Saturday, outstanding. Oh. But like I'm not going to eat a cake like on a regular like it has to be for the occasion. Pies, much more. You, you could probably eat them on a more consistent basis. Very good, but uh, you know like time and place for everything, right? Sports soccer. The only cake that consistently beats pie is cookie cake and ice cream cake. Cookie cake. I'll take pie over any other it's a cake. Cookie, that's not a cake. That's well, yeah. Cookie cake cookie is not cake. a cake. Yeah. What it's What do you all consider cheesecake? Is that a cake? It's a cake. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'll take cakes. Big cheesecake. I'm guy, taking pie. Uh, one love pumpkin pie. Yep. But I gosh, I had a cake on Sunday night that was delicious as well. But um, I'll go pie. Give me pie. Man, great question, John. Great question, John. Cramps for Tata came back limping and left. That's what it was. Yeah. I'll take what you're giving out. <laughs> I should win because two, 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 I want two. Two, two, we want two. I don't get it. Two, two, we want two. Is that a, like a basketball chant? Yeah. With like cheerleaders? Yeah. Okay. Big one. Scoots is right. They did show his brother on Saturday's game. Why do you go Scoots? Of course I'm right. So was his younger brother? Uh, he looked younger, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it said if it was his younger or older. If we're being honest, it just said Oscar's, Oscar's brother. Oscar's brother. Blah blah. Another texture says Illinois big guy Kofi can't spell. People forget Kentucky nearly had both those guys. People forget that. Uh, Roush texted me yesterday morning and assured me Russia would not invade Ukraine. Oh, Roush, no. <laughs> Roush assured me not to worry about my wife working with Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Texture says Cartman was appraising. No, he wasn't. He was a real estate agent. He wasn't appraising. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, we want to give you all some stuff today, though. So if you made it this long with us, just 
Tweet at us. Yeah, just tweet out the link to the podcast. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like one of our initial tweets or anything like that. Just a link to the podcast. Spread the good KRC word. It's going to be, you're going to have a pretty good chance, especially when we consider two people are going to be uh, winning this. And right now, only two people have done it. So, well, odds are in your favor. Odds are definitely in your favor. Hunter's the clubhouse leader, if you need an example. Uh, John's out there too, though. And we owe, oh, I uh, didn't we owe see John John's. a t shirt too. So, um, may not be a bad thing just to let John win and then we can send in some of the other stuff that we owe him to. Only issue, John, you live far away. So much easier if I can drop something off or you pick something up. Okay, anyways, we're out of time. Anything to predict or do for tonight? No, predictions. Don't need them. Your favorite number two or 22 at UK? Rashad Carruth. It's a callback. <laughs> Justin? Um, Devin Askew? No. Jared Vanderbilt? Nope. Stacy Poole? Keep naming. Probably There's gotta one. be uh, oh man, I just had it. Ravi Aaron, Moss, right? Was Ravi? Ravi was number two. No. Aaron Harrison was number two. Oh, that's it. The Devin Askew, Khalil Whitney. Khalil Whitney. Gosh. And then for twenty twos, I know my I know my answer to this. Uh mine's some, Patrick Sparks. What about good football twos? Good football. Tim Couch. Yeah. Jared Lorenzen. It's twenty two. A little different. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing twenty twos and twos. Uh, Reed Travis was 22. Shea was 22. Poitras was 22. 22s, much better history at UK than the twos. The twos, almost a... The deuce, not loose. Severe Wheeler doing oh, his yeah, best this that's, year. That's my answer. Severe Wheeler is my favorite, too. But look he at, scoots around just like you. Look that's at the it. between Severe and Aaron Harrison. Jared Vanderbilt, Khalil Whitney, Devin Askew. It's rough. It's rough. Okay. Uh, Patrick Sparks was also only 22 for that his final year at UK. Really? What was he before, 21? What was he before? I what was knowing. he when he hit that shot against Michigan State? I thought he was State? 22. He was that wasn't he, his he, – oh, my goodness. Our brains are in a pretzel. Now it's going to bother me. I got to look it up. I'm not ending the show until I find this. <laughs> what, let's just see. Like, he's there. He's doing the hand thing. He goes over to the scores table. What number is on his – on his shirt when he does that. I, th- I thought I thought the whole time it was 22. It was 22. Yeah. Is John Scott wrong? What? Because he did switch numbers, I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. Maybe he switched numbers from Western is what I'm thinking of. That's probably what it is. Either way, if he was any number other than 22, my brain, not handling it very well. Yeah, it says 0506. You'd think it'd say 0406. Hmm. Anyway, all right. Wasn't Eric Bledsoe too? That would be my answer. Eric Bledsoe was number not two. 32? No, 24. He was 24. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'm sticking with Severe. All right. Everybody have a great day. This is our show. We will see you on Wednesday, game day edition. Enjoy your Tuesday. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kale. On a Tuesday, got your girl in the cut. She choosing club going up. Tuesday, got your girl in the cut of sheet.